0: We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Strive for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. If you're just joining us, we are into Acts chapter 23. As we go verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Acts, and this will be our second study in this 23rd chapter, and I'm looking forward to continuing this account where Paul is standing before a council of Roman soldiers and Jewish leadership, and we'll see what takes place here in just a moment. Now, if you have missed any of our prior Bible studies, they are all available for you via our podcast. Our podcast is entitled Striving for Revival. It's found on every podcast platform, and it is absolutely free for you to subscribe to, and then you'll have access to every bit of Bible content we produce here, and there are hours of Bible studies there for you, and you can use that uh, whenever you find the time. And you can I like the podcast because you can pause it, rewind it, and uh, re-listen to a broadcast that we put on the radio, and it enables you to take notes and take your Bible and follow along and underline, and I like that. I think you ought to have a marked Bible, and an underlined Bible and notes in your Bible, and the Bible is our blueprint for life. It is our guidebook for this world and into eternity, and it is what we depend on. It is our daily bread. We need the Word of God, and the written Word tells us about the living Word, and the only way to live a life is to live a life according to the Word of God. I won't know God's will, if I don't know God's Word. So let me challenge you to be a Bible student. The podcast can help you with that. Also, our church has an app in the Apple App Store, the North Valley Baptist Church app, NVBC app, and there on our app. You can download that for free and get every bit of media that we produce, all the podcasts, all the preaching, all the singing, all the videos, everything is there streamlined in one spot via that NVBC app, and I think that would be a help. It's a tool. That's what these things are, and and we need more of that. Probably on your phone, if your phone's like mine, you have hun- hundreds, maybe, of apps. But I wonder how many of those are helping you to grow spiritually. And let me con- uh, co- uh, charge you to consider get get some things like that. You know, have- you gotta have a King James Bible app. You gotta have uh, some apps like the one I just mentioned from our church. Some podcasts that ought to be on your phone, that you can have it with you everywhere you go. All right, here we go to Acts chapter 23. Now, Acts chapter 23 really is a continuing saga that began in Acts 21 and then followed 22 and now 23, where Paul has arrived in the city of Jerusalem, and just like Agabus and others had prophesied and warned, Paul has been taken into custody. Paul went into a temple, uh, into the temple, to uh, uh, observe Jewish rites, just to kind of appease the Christian leadership, the Jewish Christian leadership of the church in Jerusalem. As he came out, some of the Jews from Asia accused him of taking a Gentile into the temple uh, in Ephesians, and whether that was true or not, we do not know for sure. It's not explicitly said in the Scripture, but they used that to condemn Paul. They begin to beat Paul. In fact, they would have killed him had the Roman soldiers not rushed in. So the Roman soldiers rush in, grab Paul from that rabid mob, being to take him up into the castle, and they discover Paul is not who they thought he was. They thought Paul was a, pri- a, a man worthy of being a prisoner. They thought that he was a leader of insurrection, an Egyptian man who had led a revolt with 4,000 murderers and run out into the wilderness. They thought that's who Paul was. They have no clue who they're dealing with. Paul speaks to them and they find out that Paul is a Roman citizen now they have convened a council and they brought this council of Jews and then Roman officials together to hear the matter from Paul Paul begins to address the council and we talked about that in our last Bible study how Paul began to uh, address uh, the leadership and he looks at Ananias not knowing as the high priest and calls him a hypocrite basically and uh, Ananias says that Paul should be smacked in the mouth now we're gonna see the continuation of that dialogue in verse number six. We'll pick up our reading there. Here's what the Bible said. But when Paul perceived, and now we can stop there and comment, Paul had discernment. Paul could read a room Paul could read a person. Paul could look at the situation and see what needed to be done. He has more wisdom than the lost people that he's dealing with. And the Christian, you and I have been equipped in that fashion. If we'll just let the mind of Christ dwell in us, if we'll be led by the Holy Spirit, we can have discernment. God will give us wisdom how to navigate the situations and circumstances of life. And if you need wisdom, let him ask of God. He'll give it liberally. If you'll ask him, He wants to give you that kind of godly wisdom. So Paul could perceive that one part were Sadducees and the others Pharisees. So this council is made up of a Democrat and Republican sect, if you will, Sadducees and Pharisees. Now, they're both Jews, but the Sadducees believed in no miracle, no resurrection, while the Pharisees believed it all. So Paul sees this and he sees now this crowd is unified in their hatred of me, but they will be divided in this point of doctrine. And so Paul's going to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. He's going to bring this up. So Paul when he sees part were Sadducees, part were Pharisees, he cried out in the council, "Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee." That be- you better believe that got their attention. All the Pharisees went, "What?" And the Sadducees went, "Huh?" He said, "Of the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am called in question. Paul had preached the resurrection." And so he's not lying. And Paul preached that Christ rose from the dead. Now, the Pharisees believed in a resurrection, a general resurrection. They believed in the resurrection of the dead. Sadducees did not. Paul is bringing up a point that he knows will will cause contention between his accusers. Smart man, a spirit-filled man. And the multitude was divided, it says. So they're split right down the middle over this doctrine of resurrection. For the Sadducees say there is no resurrection, neither angel nor spirit. They are the deniers of miracles. That's like the modernist's. That's like the, uh, the, uh, the, the ones who take the Bible and throw out every bit of miracle uh, mentioned in it. Any kind of uh, Jesus walking on water, turning water into wine, any of the dead being raised or the lepers being cleansed, they would take all of that and say it's allegorical, uh, it's just type, it didn't actually happen, it's just there uh, for whatever reason. We can get some kind of a, a lesson out of it, but it's not factual. And so they throw all of that out. That would be the Sadducees. They still live among us today. But the Pharisees confess both. And there arose a great cry, and the scribes that were of the Pharisees' part arose and strove, saying, We find no evil in this man. <laughs> so now all of a sudden that they find Paul agrees with them on this point of doctrine, they say, Never mind, let's let him go. Uh, they, they are so uh, they, They'd rather fight with the Sadducees you know, and win that argument then they would worry about Paul. So it shows you this whole thing. It's just a waste of time. It shouldn't have taken place. They understand that they have no cause. They have no case to make. And they have no reason to do this to Paul. They're so quick to just say, we'll let him go. It shows you there's no depth to their argument. We find no evil in this man. But if a spirit or an angel hath spoken to him, let us not fight against God. And when there arose a great dissension, the chief captain, now this is a Roman now stepping in, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces of them. So they must have been pulling Paul back and forth, let him go. No, keep him in bonds. He's on our side. No, he's a prisoner. They're pulling him back and forth. The chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces of them, commanded the soldiers to go down and to take him by force from among them and to bring him into the castle. Now, if we look at Scripture this was destined to be the last sermon Paul would preach in the city of Jerusalem. This is it. Never again would he set foot in this city. Uh, the elite leadership of the nation was gathered together. Their decision was to be made. And this is Paul's final time to address them. And as Paul is addressing this crowd, he brings up the doctrine of the resurrection. You study the book of Acts, honestly, the central theme of Acts preaching is resurrection. Upon the resurrection hangs every tenet of Christianity. If there is no resurrection, then we have no hope. If there is no resurrection, then we are yet in our sin, and if Christ be not risen, then we cannot be saved. The resurrection is God's stamp of approval upon the sacrifice of Calvary, and it shows us that he is very god and he laid down his life, yes, but rising he justified us. He rose again, showing that God has accepted his atonement for our sin. So Paul brings up the resurrection just like all of these apostolic preachers emphasized the resurrection. The resurrection separates Christianity from every false cult in the world. Uh, there's, no other, there's no other group out there that can say, you know what, our, our God died for us and he rose again. No, the other folks worship a God that says, you ought to die for me. That's right. But I'm glad our God rose. He's the God of resurrection. He's a resurrected Lord. Paul's final message in Jerusalem hinged on the resurrection. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We don't have time to go through the rest of this and do it justice. We'll get into verse 11 through 15 next broadcast. Let me encourage you. Go ahead and read ahead. Study it out. And until that time, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California.